intentional, purposeful, and strategic in their growth. We believe as a podcast family that growth is not automatic, that growth needs intention, that growth needs systems, that growth needs community. I'm extremely thrilled and excited for this special podcast episode. We are celebrating our anniversary. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't have went for that note, but nonetheless, I am so excited to be celebrating our 52nd episode. It's been in our heart to add value to leaders, to equip you, to empower you, to take charge of your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. And a big shout out to our podcast family who has subscribed to this podcast who weekly look forward to receiving leadership thoughts that help us to take our leadership to the next level. Thank you so much for subscribing. Thank you so much for being part of our mailing list. Thank you so much for continuing to consume the content, rating, sharing, sharing it with your teams, and helping us change the world one individual at a time. Special shout out to all our phenomenal guests that we've had in the first year who have added so much goodness to what we do. Thank you so much to our team. Uh, Oftentimes, as we would always say, that leadership is beyond the stage, but it's a lot about what happens backstage, where there's no glitz, there's no glamour. And a big special shout out to Smobile, our content curator who has been helping us with our podcast episode notes to Sia as well, our content creator who continues to put together our episode notes to Ash, our producer who continues to ensure that everything sounds crisp, that everything is put together so well. In our recent episode, they did a phenomenal job applying or putting application to what we were teaching. And I'm looking forward to more of those in the upcoming year. So today, since it's our special podcast episode, we've intentionally curated this one just to reflect, to take a journey down memory lane. We'll be looking at six of our most listened to podcast episodes, and we'll be gleaning nuggets and thoughts that have changed and helped us to take our lead. We'll start off with the first episode, which I did on personal growth, where I looked at five key questions that every leader needs to ask themselves in order to develop a personal growth plan. Do enjoy. John Maxwell says that leadership is an inside job. Winning is an inside job. Once you win inside, it's just a matter of time before it trickles outside. And this is so true in that as a leader, once you begin to lead yourself inwardly, lead your desires, begin to regulate yourself. When you are able to take control and take charge of yourself, which I believe is the bedrock of leadership, 
it's a bit easier for you to lead others. And on today's episode, we're going to be looking and answering five key questions, which I believe will help us to be able to lead ourselves. And once we've mastered that, it will be easier for us to lead others. My wife recently shared something so powerful when she spoke as to how marriage is a mirror, not a window, as to how it reflects you and not the next person. And that got me thinking in the space of leadership as to if we were to have the same perspective of seeing ourselves rather than seeing other people. And this is very important in that you can never run away from yourself. After all is said and done, people will leave you. You will be out of certain spaces, but you are left with yourself. This is key in growing as a leader growing in loving yourself, growing in knowing yourself, growing in being comfortable with yourself, growing in being willing to spend time with yourself. Sometimes it does matter to a certain degree what people say and think about you, but what's more important is what you think and say about you because people might leave you, but you remain with yourself. And as we look and dive into our episode for today, the five questions we'll be looking at are more reflective as a leader to ask yourself, firstly, who are you? Sounds like an easy question to answer until you have to really answer it. I remember walking into an interview and they asked, tell us more about yourself. And there I was with my whole um, CV and profile and biography of what I've done. And they're like, okay, we see that. We saw that when you applied for the post. But who are you? Outside the qualifications, outside what you've done, who are you? And that got me thinking deep as to who I am. If I strip away certain things which identify me publicly, who am I outside those things? And that's the question you need to ask yourself. Who am I? The second part we'll be looking at is maximizing your thinking, which was a two-part series. In that episode, we looked at how if you change the way you think, you can change your world. Because your world is a combination of your thinking, which informs your choices and decisions. Enjoy. The underlying component of your destiny is the thoughts that you think, which are formed by the beliefs that you hold dearly. And in this episode, I want to share three ways of thinking which I believe will help us think the right thoughts, which will help us live the best quality of life that we want to live. Metacognition is an amazing study or concept which was founded by John Flavel, who speaks of the ability to control your thinking processes. So metacognition is basically thinking about thinking, spending time asking yourself about your thoughts, spending time to be in your thoughts. Most of us, our thoughts are so unhealthy and detrimental to us that we can't be in the same room with our thoughts. That's why we find ourselves running away. But the sad truth is that you can never run away from your thoughts. 
You can change relationships, you can change friends, you can change environments, you can change phones, you can change the way you do things. But until you change your thoughts, certain things in the natural won't change. This is where you need to begin to monitor and adapt and organize the way you think. This is where uh, metacognition involves self-regulation, self-reflection of your strengths, your weaknesses, some of the strategies that you can create. This helps you because once you begin to recognize that everything is dependent on your thoughts and how your thoughts inform even your emotional health, which translates into your physical health, as Ramban says, that physical health depends on one's emotional well-being. You will begin to be intentional and systematic about the way you think. I want to share three ways of thought which I believe will revolutionize our lives. I want to speak in this episode about creative thinking, big picture thinking, as well as strategic thinking. What separates successful and unsuccessful people is really how they think. And in this episode, I want us to bridge and close this gap by focusing on these three ways of thinking. Truth of the matter is you cannot afford to sit back and let someone else do your thinking for you. You pay for not putting thought to something. And the best way to do this is to entertain new ideas and new methods of doing things. The first way of thinking I want to speak of or type of thinking is creative thinking. One of the best things you can do for yourself, especially in this pandemic and this space that we find ourselves in as the world globally. For those who might listen to this podcast episode years in the future, it's recorded in the month of July in the year 2020, where most countries in the world are experiencing lockdown and are faced with COVID-19, which has changed the way we do things. The third episode was a one that was full of energy with a group of incredible, phenomenal young people, better known as Gen Z or Ama 2000 in South Africa, where they shared how they experience leadership. It was one that was so amazing, and I look forward to continuing to engage with them in the future. Do enjoy those few moments of that phenomenal conversation we had with them that took us inside how they think and perceive their current reality. how you do not have as much access or free flow when it comes to conversation with your parents. And I think this is true across all the generations because you mentioned different generations and there seems to be a limitation within conversation and what you can ask and how much information you can get. Uh, how best maybe can you help us, the different generations, reach out to you guys in terms of conversations? What are you looking for maybe specifically towards conversations that you would want to have with your parents in a safe environment without judgment, which you think can help you make better decisions? If I, if I can take the first stand on that. Um, I think to make older people to understand what we require of them when it comes to uh, having conversation with us, um, I would say 
at least give us give us a bit more information. Um, tell us everything that we need to know. Because a lot of the time they give you whatever's whatever's on the surface, right? Mm -hmm. They are they are the most popular conversation that you know goes about here in our society as young people is sort of like the conversation about sex. Uncomfortable, uncomfortable topic for a lot of people. I think our our generation has sort of like overcome that uncomfortable feeling, uncomfortable sheet laid over the topic. But I'm saying, if you if all of our parents were to sit down with us and talk with us properly to say, no, this is what sex is. Um, this is what happens when you have sex. And this is what you don't want to happen. Instead of saying, don't have sex before marriage, you know, things like that. You know, you know, things like that. Social media will tell us what to do and we will make dumb mistakes because we were not told all the information relating to certain topics. You know? And there are topics like even the, the conversation about, you know, um, how many conversations we, we, we don't usually have, but like sort of like the conversation with like sitting down with your mom and being like, look, look I like this boy, you know, if you, it's a conversation, it's a thing we hide a lot from our parents. And it's, I think it's a conversation we, we should have a little bit more of so that like we, we, we stop this culture of being rebellious and going against our parents' wishes because we are afraid of telling them what's going on in our lives because we know how they will react. There are certain conversations that if we can be given all the information and if you can give me your experiences and why you don't want me to do certain things, I think we can we can have a better understanding of one another and the things that are happening to us around the world and within us, within ourselves, you know? So I think that's what I can give to older people, older generations with children around about our age, just to understand us better and to give us more information. That's all I ask, I say. We had also a phenomenal conversation with my father, uh, Sabelon Dimande, phenomenal leader. Always say a lot of the leadership that I live out, I learn and clean from him firsthand. And he's a returning guest, but the one that we chose was a recent one we did with him on the leadership toolkit as to what needs to be in your leadership toolkit. It's one that I know as we reminisce back on it will probe you to check if you still have the necessary tools in your leadership bag. The deal with the leadership is you must be cognizant that you're pursuing what is internal. You are fighting with yourself, trying to perfect what is internal mm. that can be expressed from what is external. Mm. So certain platforms and certain places that by the uh, God's grace have been able to manage, I learned something there that I can have a moment or a stage for 30 minutes, 15 minutes, 45 minutes. But after 45 minutes, I have to come and meet me. So I realized that I'm actually pursuing me. I'm trying to perfect wow. me. I'm trying to look for me. 
That's why people who are competitive and negatively competitive and people who are always want to be like someone, they never get happy. Because even if you meet someone, you ask yourself, I've met them, then what? Because what you are pursuing, in fact, after a while you realize you're just trying to get into yourself. Wow. Podcast family, I don't know about you, but uh, I encourage you, if you don't have your pen and notebook ready yet, please go back. The first two minutes was pure gold, was pure gold. Maybe to double click on this question, because you said something so profound within how, at the end of the day, it needs to be an internal uh, persuasion and whatever it is that you are pursuing. Rather. Maybe now to a leader who's building their business, building their family, building their life, and the question would be twofold. <clears throat> One being, how do you work in the business and at the same time work on the business? Because I believe it's two different things. Okay. Especially when you're an entrepreneur where everything revolves around you. Mm. And I think one of the things you taught me is that whatever you build will grow to your size and your size of your leadership. Sure. How do you now juggle working in the business and being able to step out and working on the business, organization, family, whatever it is that you are building? It's interesting, Zeb, because... Um the, the, the deal also is this. Uh, most of us are trying to work on a business. Mm. We're trying to work on a relationship. Yes. We're trying to work on a, um, an achievement instead of working in ourselves. Mm. Because if anything is going to come out of you, you can't give what you don't have. Mm. And you can't be what you, you are not. Mm. So that's, that's another deal. Most people will see someone driving a car and they're like, I want to drive this car, I want to be this. Instead of taking time to develop and work self, mm. because whatever you have done is a display of your wisdom. Wow. It's a display of your capacity. Sure. In fact, if you want to know who Sabel or who Zeb is, let's come to your house, wow. your place, wow. your sphere. Wow your family. Wow. If I walk in there, then I can see the capacity or, or the potential that you have in your capacity. Mm. Because words, everyone can declare whatever they are. So the deal is the more I work self, wow. the more what is around me will flourish. Wow. If self is flourishing, wow. everything around me is going to flourish. Wow. If the soil is dry, whatever seed you do, everything is going to be dry. So one of the better things to build your company, your business, your vision is to build self. We also had a phenomenal conversation with John Bendixson on irrational honor. I'll never forget the statement that he made on how as a generation of young people, we've got a lot of information, but we've not been taught how to interpret the information. He spoke about how irrational honor will begin to mark and open up big doors for you. Enjoy. So because information is available and it's good information, oh. you become the ultimate judge of what's good wow. and what's good for you. Whereas relationships, if that's what you value more highly, mm. what happens is that you can learn all that information but if you take that information to a relationship mm. and you say, here's what I'm learning. Wow. What, what is it that I can and how do you see this information mm. and how do you uh, assimilate this kind of information? Yeah. And is there anything that you see about what I'm wow. learning here that wow. might cause me to have wow. challenges? 
then what wow. you're doing is you're you're giving honor to a relationship wow. rather than to yourself. Wow. And so the minute you do that, you know, you, you begin to say, I'm valuing relationships more than I value just information. Wow. Then you're already improving yourself sure. as a leader because what you're doing is you're saying, I'm capable, sure. but I choose to submit to someone else's wow. value that they've got. The minute sure. you can submit to a person that wow. can bring value to your wow. life, you, you start to move into leadership because Jesus said, wow. you can't actually, to his own <laughs> disciples, you can't lead unless you learn to submit mm. to me mm. and allow me to serve you. Mm. Mm. you know, so even though I'm the greatest, you must allow me to serve you. Wow. If you don't allow me to serve you, you can't have a part of me. Ah. And so they were saying, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, we must serve you. And yeah. he's saying, no, if you can't learn yeah. to let me serve you, yeah. Then, then you have no part of me. Yeah. And so that's the way you, you can grow. And I think that's the biggest yeah. challenge of a young generation. Yeah. Yeah. So much information, yeah. so much I do it the wow. way that I can choose wow. because there's a lot of voices out mm. there. Sucks. Mm. Mm. Podcast family, um, uh, please take a moment and rewind like four minutes. That's pure gold. Uh, what Pastor John just shared there is life-changing relationship above information yes wow I, I think that's so good especially for us as young people because you mentioned we have all this information at our disposal we can literally go uh, to google and have all this information but with application it needs a certain relationship that you value that can give something that you don't have mm. that's amazing thank you so much uh, for that um just to backtrack as well a bit, uh, you spoke something, especially with your upbringing, about being in the military space, mm. uh, corporate, and then into full-time ministry. How has the military background shaped the person that you are and what you do now? What are some of the disciplines possibly that you've learned there which have made you this incredible leader that you are today? Thank you. That's a, <laughs> that's a question from a distant past, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, certainly in the military, I, uh, you are in your, in your natural human being space, yeah. you're forced to be disciplined. Yeah. In fact, you're punished if you're not disciplined. Yeah. And so whilst, whilst I think it's always better to choose discipline for yourself, yeah. if discipline is a challenge for you, then you should find some way of actually someone challenging the discipline in your life yeah. and certainly the military did that for me yeah. it really it really uh, uh, set me up in in many ways to be disciplined um, in my thinking disciplined in my focus disciplined in my habits uh, and that's a and that's a good thing and then we had one with the phenomenal great so wise jacob msipa where we spoke about the role that courage plays in the life of a leader we explored, how, we explored how oftentimes we do not do things because we are bold or courageous, but oftentimes we need to take steps while shaking in our knees. And that's where we looked at how to lead when you're scared. Do enjoy. Because criticism for me is from outside, yes. from outside in. So there has got to be a resistant force that you you build wow. on the inside of you 
that mm. will counteract what is happening on the outside. Come on. So if on the inside of you, 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 you build courage, mm. you, 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 you develop a thick skin. Mm. I always say that at some point as a leader, that's why in most cases, God will first build a leader before mm. a leader builds anything. God is more interested in building you wow. than you interested in what you want to wow. build. And that's why, you know, leaders that last long are leaders that God will take on a journey, mm. build you, you mm. know, through different seasons, mm. you know, challenges and circumstances mm. um, uh, where God will build resilience from the mm. inside of you, mm. courage, mm. boldness, and mm. all of those things. So that, you know, by the time criticisms, uh, criticisms come, you are you, the edge on the inside of you, the desire on the inside yeah. of you will silence those voices wow. because the vision oh, is so much alive, it's so much so strong good. in such a way that whatever anybody else says on the outside, mm. you know, the, their words or their actions mm. even, um, they are not going to impact you that much because your vision is so real. Mm. What you are convicted mm. about is so real mm. In such a way that no matter what anybody says on mm. the outside, mm. you know, you, you, in fact, you feel pity. Mm. I strongly believe that Jesus was able to say, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. Mm. Because his victory on the cross and his resurrection <laughs> was so real, yeah. you know, in such a way that he was realizing that, what are they trying to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I think wow. build your inner man. Wow. You know, work on your inner man wow. and then you will see wow. the outside voices of criticism wow. will, will, will not affect wow. you that much. That this much. <laughs> that much. Yeah. This is incredible. Yeah. Practical application of what you just said, which is just incredible. Yeah. And I'm so thrilled to really have this conversation with you. How sure. does this look like in a world of social media? Oh where there's quite a lot of excess, yeah. where people, any, nearly said Tom, Dick and Harry, yeah. but it is a podcast, I'm yeah. not in church. <laughs> so any Tom, Dick and Harry can just post whatever they want and yeah. just begin. I think one of the tricky things about our generation is that there's too much excess yeah. where one can't differentiate between fake news. And yeah. back in the day, uh, recently we were celebrating yeah. one of the legends of uh, reporting and uh, journalism. Yeah. So you would know when it comes to news, it's SAPC, ETV, like traditional news. But yeah. now with online, anyone can post whatever. Anyone can, even a junior can speak about someone like you yeah. who's a senior to us mm. and seniors and say whatever. How do you now intentionally as a leader begin to protect your space, specifically in social media, mm -hmm. against criticism and offense and pressure and all these different things that are happening on the streets of social media? Yeah, I think, first of all, as a leader, you, you, you need to um, develop a um, disciplined life in a sense that um, you need to first answer the question, why are you on social media? Mm. So that uh, mm. if you can answer that question, it will determine what you post online, what you say online. Because people are on social media for different Well, thank you so much. I don't know about you, but I know as we took a journey back down memory lane, it was so reviving to see how much we've grown, to see how much we've been empowered, to see how much we've been impacted by this leadership podcast again thank you so much for continuing to be a part of this community all that we do is for you to help you take 
your lead. Continue to take your lead in your family, in your professional, personal career, life, and ensure that even as you take your lead, the world is better because you've passed through it. If you stay till the end, do remember, we do have a bonus for you. On Tuesday, the 20th of July, for those who might listen to this a bit later, don't worry, just drop us an email and we'll send you the recording. But for those who do listen to this episode when it's released, later in the evening, we're having a live conversation with Sabel on Demand and Jacob Msipa. We will be able to just look and reflect on leadership, especially in South Africa with the unrest that we are faced with, and to look at how as leaders we can take our lead. It's a closed session for leaders and for you, our podcast community, we'd like to make it available and give you free access to it. If you'd like to be part of it, head over to our website, www.mzwandilemakakula.com and register so that you can be a part of it. Till we meet again next time, ensure that you continue to take your lead.